everybody. This is Ian Westhoff. With me is the master of the masters of the universe, Tommy Romero, listening to the Toy Lines podcast. For those of you first tuning in, thank you very much for taking the time out to listen to us. And for those of you who are coming back, thank you again for coming back. Uh, you just heard some assembly required. Toy Lines theme song, not to be confused with Batteries Not Included by Chad Westhoff. I hope everybody's doing well and being safe. How you doing, Tommy? All right, yourself. I'm all right. Believe it or not, Tom, we got, you didn't know this, but we got a little bit of fan mail. I wanted to read to you, if it's okay. Uh, Dear Toy Lines, I enjoy your podcast. I find it very informative, sometimes funny. I enjoyed your your guest, would say uh, your guest guest last week. Tommy, this one's about you. I find you very interesting. You're very well-spoken, bringing good points to the matter. Ian, you really need to shut your mouth. I'm tired of hearing, what she, uh, that was my mother. So I'm sorry. For, and we can edit that out, Tommy. We don't. But seriously, we were on a fourth podcast. And Tommy, I want to just throw this out before we started. What is the coolest toy you've seen this week out of research or in a store? What's the one toy that you saw that was you were just like, that is so cool? Oh, that would be the Mondo Man at Arms figure from Mondo Collectibles. Okay. That thing's incredible. There's pictures of it on our Instagram. You can find at toy line at toy lines. That thing's humongous. It's great. How big is it? It's a one twelve scale, and it's currently. If you want the exclusive version, which is selling out fast, it's currently one hundred ninety five dollars. What's the exclusive version? What's the difference? It comes with Orco in a jar and the Snake Head Man at Arms from the two thousand X series. It is cool. yeah, and then there's a regular version without Orco or the Snakehead for 190. Uh, the reason why I was just asking is because in getting ready for this week's show, I saw something from last year I didn't even know existed, and it's really cool. It's um, it's a Lego 1989 Batmobile from the '89 movie. Yes, I've never seen that before, and I damn that thing is cool. I am terrible at Legos, but um, I think if I ever had that and built it, I would use crazy glue so it would never break. That was the coolest toy I saw this week. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have the Batmobile from the, the Christian Nolan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That thing's a tank. It, it's awesome. Is that tough to put together? No, it's actually quite relaxing. So if you're looking for some therapeutic relaxation hobby or something to do, yeah, I highly suggest Legos. I've never, I was never good at putting Legos together. I always felt like when I'm I mean, there's them, instructions. No, no, I know what it is. I, I think I, I, I put too much pressure and it breaks in my hand. Oh. And that, but like, they're cool. And that Batmobile just looks so incredible. I was like, I would just want it built and so that it would never fall apart. And it comes with like Batman, the Joker, and Vicky Vale. And it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's the first time I saw it. So I was like, wow, that is cool. Yeah, I believe it came out last Christmas. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. the uh, the thing that I was reading was uh, dated at November 19. So I was like, wow, that's, yeah. how did I miss that? The only problem is I'm not a big Lego person. So mm-hmm. I usually keep my shelf space for figures. Right, okay. The nice thing about them, they are so huge that they actually do take up space. Now you have the Falcon, don't you? I do. I have the Millennium Falcon, yep. And I'm still looking for a spot for it. I think we discussed this once where you, you were saying you were going to get like a coffee table, like a, a glass covered coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That's uh, actually a good idea. Yeah. I'm just, 
Ian, it, it's so fragile though. That's the only bad part. I'm afraid to move it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could totally understand that. How much does it weigh? That's a great question. Honestly, if I had to pick it up, I'd say oh, five, maybe six pounds. Oh, okay. I figured I was thinking more because of the amount of Legos involved. What was it? It was over 3,000 pieces. Good God. It took me six months to build. <laughs> so, Tommy, um, I was thinking about toys like we usually do. And I was kind of thinking that there's three pieces to a toy line. So your first is the action figures, which is pretty much what everybody has. You know, it's like your main thing, whatever. It's the, the one thing you collect mostly. It's what you're always playing with. It's, it's just what your go-to. The second thing would be a vehicle. Now, it would be like we're going to include anything from a spaceship to a horse to a car. It's just anything. You know, Battle Cat, I would, I would put in that category could be considered a character but and for this i would consider it just a vehicle because of the categories i'm using and the third i would say is play sets and the play set i always thought of as like that's the big one that's birthday or christmas that is what you're looking you're waiting because you know you're not getting it on any other day parents are going to give us too much money it's this so your christmas eve you're 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 praying for that castle gray school ewok village and you're like oh man and then you know and like christmas morning comes and you're tearing through presents and you know, you're like you want to slow down. So you don't want this thing to end, but you need to find that. And, and for some reason, I, I guess it's like memory forced perspective. Like you like, man, I remember that box being much bigger when I was a kid, but when you find it, you're just like, yes. Uh, and there were some pretty great play sets built definitely in the eighties today as well. But uh, I thought maybe we could discuss play sets, maybe go over just some of our favorites, or if you don't have a favorite, some that you don't like, or whichever, you know. So do you uh, have any favorite play sets? My current favorite is the Castle Grayskull from the Classics Collection. Is that the Super 7 or is that Mattel? No, that was Mattel at the time, yeah. Yeah, the Four Horsemen did a fantastic job on it. The amount of detail they put in, they put a lot of work into it. Is it like more detail than the original? Much. Really? Like the, yeah. the, rock, the rock work and the door and stuff like that? The rock work, there is a secret door now on the side. The size of this playset is massive. It's built for adventure. You can place your figures all over it. Vehicles can go inside it. The sorceress has her throne. There's a dungeon, a place to chain up intruders. The spacesuit that was a vintage sticker is an actual piece. The trapdoor is always a lot of fun. The color of the rock is perfect. I mean, Hemian looks incredible at the entrance holding his sword aloft. The Four Horsemen really put in a lot of work into this playset, and I'm really glad it exists in my collection. Oh, okay. But there are a lot of accessories that come with it. The swappable skull heads are kind of nice. What, for the for the face of it? So on the elevator on the inside, there's oh, okay. two skull heads oh, okay. on it. They're gold. They're removable. You can actually put it on one of the figures. Oh. You can make like a Skeletor henchman. Up on top, there's a trapdoor. But that was always there, right? The trapdoor? On the second floor. There's okay, another right, smaller right. door upon the crown mm-hmm. that you can put like, you know, weapons or it it's does come like... with a it does come with an orb that technically it's supposed to go in there. Does it come with that like uh laser gun thing? It does. Yep. And the flags. Yeah, it's incredible. Back then when you originally ordered it, it was just retailing for three hundred dollars, but okay. it's worth every penny. Did you open yours? Oh, yeah. Got mine for Christmas. 
the way it was set up was Mary, my, my wife, she sent it to me as a Christmas gift and she shipped it out to New Jersey. Originally, the vintage one, my father and I built it together. It was what we did during Christmas. And so the way she had it set up with him was I was going to get it on Christmas and we were going to build it together. That's nice. 20 years later. So, yeah, that's nice. That's, nice. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, memories on it. Good call. Good call, Mary. And uh, it's a nice memory for you and your dad. Yeah. So uh, what's one of your favorites, Ian? I'm going to say my all-time favorite for last. One of my favorites is the Dagobah one from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, not, it's not a big place that I don't really know why either. I just remember it's got like the little hut. It's got that little patch of foam for the swamp. I think it's got something for like R2 or something to kind of levitate something. I just remember it was it was a decent size. You know, it didn't take up too much space. It was a, it was a key scene from Empire. You know, it, it didn't need... It, it pretty much was what it was. You know, it was like Yoda's little hut and a little patch of swamp, which I think was pretty much all of it. I haven't seen a picture of it in a while. It was a pretty cool thing. So that's that's one of my... Uh, when I look back, I like that one. Just another one for you. Cat's Lair also came out in the 80s. I've yeah. actually, actually, I haven't... I'm not too familiar with that, so I was never a Thundercats fan, so I don't... It was released twice. The first one was in 86... Then they reissued it in '87. If you were a Thundercats fan, it, it was it was cool. There was lasers on it. You can actually interact. This was that laser-like craze from Captain Power. Kind of like an infrared, where like something you'd trigger exactly it. right. You would play it against one of the mutant vehicles. Okay. And then you know buzzers would go off. Cat paws actually opened up. Oh. I mean, they weren't they weren't big enough for the figures or anything for. Well, no, it, it complemented the figures pretty well, actually. But, like, yeah, if you're trying to get the Thunder Tank under there, yeah, it just wasn't to scale. Let me just ask you this real quick. Sure. Um, I never had this. I had Castle Grayskull. I had Snake Mountain. Mm-hmm. So this is a He-Man question, obviously. Tell me about the Eternia playset, because I'm not too familiar. I just remember seeing – I see pictures of it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this thing is gigantic. So what's – that about so the attorney playset was the ultimate battleground at the time it was the largest playset mattel had ever created it consisted of the central tower which was the lion's head and movable arms viper tower for skeletor and the snake men and grayskull tower for the good guys one of the cool things about this playset was the monorail system you can put a character in a pod and it would transport the character wherever throughout the battleground at the time it was so expensive so not many collectors actually got it when they were a child so it's considered a holy grail amongst the masters of the universe community i remember being at PowerCon last year and i believe someone spent like three thousand dollars on it i know they filmed it for action figure adventure so i don't know if it made the cut did you have this as a kid i didn't no because it had a monorail and on it and okay. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. So it was basically another battleground that they battled at. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I didn't know anything about that. And that was well after I, I stopped with He-Man. So I had to ask you because I've seen it on Instagram on a lot of the He-Man sites. And I was like, what is this Eternia thing? Interesting. Yeah, it had four floors. I mean, it, 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 was, uh, it was something. That's interesting. See, one of my least favorite playsets, this might be blasphemy. The Death Star from the late 70s, early 80s, basically because 
it was like this plastic frame with cardboard and it had the big stupid gun on top and then like it had the trash compactor which mm-hmm. you know you would turn and it would kind of go in and had the little pieces of foam and it had the dianoga i don't know if i pronounced that right but from like the head it, if you stuck with the head up through the foam it looked fine although it kind of looked like a foot but when you actually looked at that creature you're like what the hell is this it's like a shark with a foot on its head i remember having it i wouldn't really want it again <laughs> like mm-hmm. i just wasn't impressed like looking back i'm like eh, it's not that impressive i thought the uh like the half trench playset, you know where they, like the uh the bridge kind of collapsed that was small but still more impressive than the death star but you know that's that's my least favorite now what about today what playsets would you like to see today like actually happen i mean because of costs of plastics and molding and tooling i, I mean, it's i mean the new snake mountain which is supposedly coming out really soon uh, is retailing for six hundred dollars probably once it's released uh, that number is going to skyrocket astronomically so this is but it, but it's for that price it's geared to collectors than say kids right right Right. So are we talking something geared towards a collector or, or a kid? The Ninja Turtles playset, the yes. sewer system. Yeah. Yeah. That I could see as being affordable for today's market. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too big. It's, you know, has a couple little features, it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's essentially two floors. Two, yeah. Two boxes and, and a tube. You know, I yeah. could see that. I could see that. Although yeah. um, the rise of the Ninja Turtles... Their playset's a lot bigger, but did they make, did they make it, a tech, it's doing well? Did they make a Technodrome? They did, back in the the vintage yeah, era. Right, our uh, playmates did. If I wanted to see something today, I think actually, you know what I would want because it doesn't exist. The Bulldog Cafe from the Rocketeer. That would be pretty nice. cool. Because that'd clo- be a good Lego set. That would be the closest thing that ever came out was a cookie jar that was pretty tough to get back when the movie came out and Rocketeer merchandise wasn't a lot. So if you had a bulldog cafe playset, the little front door that opens and it kind of like swings open. Mm-hmm. So you can have like the little diner and then little steps go into the attics where he blasts off. That would be pretty cool. And it would be a good way to carry your figures, in which yeah. case they would need to make more Rocketeer figures. So that's what I would like to see. And then I think you don't need to go too crazy within height. And uh, it could be pretty decently priced if Disney would ever make it, mm-hmm. so, you know, depending which version you go in movie or comic. You know, what's kind of interesting, uh, at least in my opinion, the female collectors out there, they really haven't had their like, I mean, aside from Barbie, but not every girl mm-hmm. likes Barbie. No, like, uh, some uh, will like collect the uh, just the Disney dolls, like the Disney Hasbro, um, the princess dolls, Descendants. Right, but they never really had their own playset. Not the for bar- the female adult. Just a dream house. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you know what? Nowadays, Monster High had a castle, which is Mattel. Ever After High had a, a castle. I think the Monster High was taller. Well, Frozen also had a castle Fro- too. That's when, right. That's when right. they were released, yeah, it was like. But I'm, I'm talking about like the hardcore female collector. I mean, there. Well, let's let's. There are few. What about my wife used to collect Shira? Uh, mm-hmm. Did they um, ever have a, a playset for that? They had the Crystal Castle. Okay, which was um, kind of it looked nothing like the cartoon show. 
Right. Those it, dolls, it, those it had dolls, like a weird face. And those dolls are, I remember when she was selling them, they are, you know, they all had weapons and this and that, but they all had like, you know, actual hair. And oh, yeah, I see what you're looking at the picture now. Um, that looks really weird, actually. What planet was she on? She wasn't Eternia, right? No, it was Etheria. Etheria, okay. And uh, that's where Hordak was, correct? Yeah, well, in the filmation series, yes. Okay. Yeah, so did they ever get around to rebuilding that with all the, you know, the, the re release Shira toys? Was it, were, they, were they Maddie collector toys? The figures were part of the classics line. Okay. And then Super 7 came out with two from the new uh, Netflix series. Those were the only two that were released. The uh, Shira and Catra. The Netflix series does have toys, right? Just those two figures. The two action figures from Super 7, and then Mattel released some uh, 12-inch dolls. So they, they had hair, and they made Shira, and they made one other person? Uh, Shira and Catra, and then the actual dolls they had a whole line for. Oh, okay. So I, I, I didn't watch the show, so I was just kind of... They also included Glimmer as a doll and Bo. Bo is the dude, right? Yeah. Okay, didn't he have like a heart on that, that kind of like came out or something on the original toy? Yeah, I remember. I think my sister. Well, in the the vintage, the vintage yes. one, yeah, it was a heartbeat. Like you right, right. push a button and it's not the Don Johnson song heartbeat. This is no, not that trash. For a playset, do you have any others? Well, we have to talk about the USS Flag, monstrous, the big one from GI Joe. Yeah, vintage. I can I tell mean, you. I mean, you look at this picture, um, folks, we're looking at a picture. Um, you, you have an actual plane on it, and there's still – you could probably put three planes on this thing, Tom, would you say? Yeah, and um, still room enough for figures. Yeah, that's what is that, the Conquest X-30, I think, the G.I. Joe ship there? I think that's what it is. Let's um, see. My uh, is, uh... It was – it's seven feet in length. It was based on the USS Nimitz. Did it come with the plane or no? No. I remember wanting this. I never had it, but I remember a friend of mine in school did. And the first time I saw it, I was like, good God. It's just, I couldn't imagine putting this thing together or waiting for my dad to put it together. Because <laughs> like the size of this thing, it's just like, if you stood this up, it's taller than me. Oh, yeah. Here, get this. So when it was first released, it retailed for $109. Now, if Haslabs, uh, wait, wait, wait. one hundred and nine. Yeah, if Haslabs had this today, four hundred, probably more. That's incredible. This was uh, what year is this? This is like eighty five. Eighty five. This had to that had to have been a lot back then, right? Oh yeah, one hundred and nine dollars. Good God. Yeah, nineteen eighty five money. I mean, yeah, it should be like a hundred a foot at least. Because there really is a lot to it. Yeah, there are sounds. There's oh, there was uh, really moving parts. Yep. I see the crane. I see the anchor. I mean, there's just so much space too on the deck that you know you can put all these figures on. It's just the only thing you couldn't put it in the water. Take up the whole. Yeah, thing. that's yeah. that's true. Yeah, it's not a tub toy. That would take up. <laughs> no, it's, that's gone. But yeah, that that is that's like the ultimate. And from when I'm told, it's the holy grail amongst GI Joe collectors. Like, really? I have people I've talked to 
at length about this, that they're willing to spend like three grand on it if they can find it mint in box. Just in box. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have it? No, I never. No. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I think that is a standard at all place that should be held to. Um, What's that? The the flag, the USS flag, just mm. for the amount of work that had to go into designing that. It's incredible. Like yeah. I, I can't think of anything, even my favorite place that's uh, talk about. I can't think of anything that comes near that. You know, that's just that that's really incredible. So my favorite playset is also based off my favorite toy line, the Raiders Lost Dark toy line. Indiana Jones has always been my hero. And this toy line didn't really have a lot. It only had 11 figures total. Sold in stores was Indy, Marion, Sawa, Belush, or Belloc, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Tot, the Cairo Swordsman, German, the German mechanic, Indy as a German officer. You had a vehicle. You had um, the Desert Convoy truck, which had a retractable rope. There was a mail-away figure, so it made that would make it 12 actually that was belloc in the ceremony robe i think they sold them on the card card later on is that one of those upsc things or yeah uh you would cut the little kenner points i think they were the bar like it was like a little perforated well it wasn't perforated but a little like dots around it you would cut it out and you mail the proofs of purchase that's what they used to call them and you would mail those in and then they had the horse so playset wise though raiders had three which are still kind of cool. The first was the map room. The map room is, of course, where Indy discovers where the the Ark is. Uh, that came actually with an action figure. That came with Indiana Jones, and he had like the uh, the white robes on, so he would be in disguise, so the Germans wouldn't find him. That came basically was the little <clears throat> excuse me, the little map room. Uh, came with like a, I don't know what the archaeological term for this is, but it was like the tripod with that little thing that he was looking through. It had um. Indy had a, his bag with him, came with a grapple hook pickaxe, a little notebook, the Staff of Ra, the little red medallion in the center. And when you would look through that little medallion, you would see where the, the Ark was. And that was a pretty cool play set. It was, like I said, it was small, but you did get a figure with it, which was kind of neat. They had the Streets of Cairo, which was very basic, but that was... How big group. was it? Which one? Streets of Cairo? Could you put it all together? No, these were separate oh, okay. pieces. So like the map room was literally... You take a paperback book, I'm saying, it was, if it was the size of a paperback, that's how big it was, lengthwise. But it was cool. You know, it was a key scene from the movie. So it, it worked. It was, it was a smart choice. The Streets of Cairo, another, oh, I don't know if it's a key scene, but it was a great scene from the movie where uh, they're out walking the streets, him and Marion, and they get into that big street fight. And uh, that came with, that also came with the figure. That came with the the guy who had the monkey. He had the little eye patch. Right. Um, so it came with him. It came with a cart, some baskets, fruit, a uh, little monkey, uh, and, Mar- and a Marion Ravenwood that um, was uh, you know huddled together so you could hide her in the, the basket. That was a good play set. I remember having it. I bought it. In the, I was in the 90s. I took it out of the box, and you know, I was putting the wheel on the cart, and the friggin' peg broke. So upset. The best play set they had, though, key scene, the Will of the Souls. This did not come in figures, but this was a great set because um, it was getting the MacGuffin of the movie. It was you were finally there? And that came with um, actually came with a lot of stuff. It had two arches. It had uh, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the cover that goes over it, two torches, 
12 snakes, a mummy, and a grapple hook, and a breakaway wall. So that in the, like when he knocks the statue down and do the wall, the wall would mm-hmm. break away. And just the box designs were cool. The same design was on all the indie merchandise. It was kind of like a hieroglyphic design. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, they were. it was a cool toy. I remember having that one. Actually, I had all of them. I don't have any of them now. But it was, it was a neat play set. It was, uh, I, I, I think the Kenner Raiders set is, just doesn't get the credit it deserves. I love it personally. But um, I'm an indie guy. And then if... I had a one other place that I would talk about, um, which is going to lead into a, a discussion of sorts, would be the Ewok Village, which I think was pretty much every kid might have had at one point. The Ewok Village was pretty cool. I remember, you know, having it, and it was like, you know, had the little net to capture the guys, and the elevator, the rock, and a little fire, and a little spit to turn Harrison Ford on. I think I just think like everybody had it. You know, it was pretty cool. The real cool thing would be like parents had money back then. If you got like 20 of them, you made like a real village. That would have been cool. But, um, you know, no, I, I never, I never had it. You never had it really. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, so here's the interesting thing. Kenner had a lot of toy line. I think the best known for star Wars, but they did other stuff. Star Wars play sets were actually some, I should say, retooled things from other toys that they made. So, for instance, Star Wars had a cantina playset. And the cantina playset was just basically a plastic base with a cardboard background. And it had like a little uh, bar for the bartender. The background was of all the aliens. And this little thing where Han and Greedo would shoot it out. Of course, Han shot first. This wasn't designed originally for that. This was a retooling of another toy that they put out. In 1969, a movie came out called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. excellent movie the movie was very successful 10 years later they're like let's make a sequel but they couldn't because they both died at the end so like oh let's make a prequel prequel's terrible so in 79 they made this prequel called butch and sundance the early days what they did was they made five figures and two horses uh one of the horses well the horses were the same they were just painted differently but what that horse was retooled to be the horse from raiders the playset. Butch and Sundance horse, horse names were Bluff and Spurs, which is like the dumbest names for a horse, personally. Um, the figures just included Butch, Sundance, Marshall LaFours, O.C. Hanks, and Sheriff Bledsoe. And then they had a, a mail-away offer from Montgomery Wards of Butch and Sundance. And Montgomery Wards is even before my time. It was, a, I believe, a department store, wasn't it? I think it was. So these figures had um, like a quick draw action, just like the Indiana Jones Raiders figures did. So a lot of these Butch Cassidy toys were used for um, Raiders toys, which is why Indy's has a quick... I always thought it was because he had a whip, but his his arm had it because of that. So after this movie bombed, they were making... um, They were like, all right, well, let's just make this Western themed. It was called the Real West series in 1980. This included um, those figures... But it was going to have three more figures, which was going to be Billy the Kid, Jesse James, and Geronimo. But they never got released. So the difference in between the what they were going to make for this was a Western bar. And then when you see pictures of this and then you look at the cantina, they look very much, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now, so was it a straight up repaint? It was a straight up everything. 
Well, not everything, but yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars was yellow. The Western bar had a brown base. The background in Star Wars was, of course, Cantina Aliens. The background in the Western bar was bar related, probably like bottles of beer or or whatever alcohol they served back then. They had um, they had the same space where Han shot Greedo, so you can have a a little barroom shootout. They had um, little swinging doors like in a canteen. Um, It had a it had a a bartender, had a and a chandelier. They had levers too on the floor. I think so you can move people from side to side. And Star Wars had those same levers. So with the exception of um, moving just the the paint job and the background, they were able to reuse this toy set. And it, I never knew that until recently. And I was like, I remember having that. I think I got it from Sears. When you look at the two things side by side, you're like, good God, it's it's literally the same thing. Well, that's how a lot of toy companies are making money. Yeah. And just reuse parts. I guess it makes sense for Kenner because you know you're you're, you're you have this mold already made and you're you're making a a toy based on a movie that has a bar in it and they're like why make a whole new thing we just change a little and as a kid you don't know and it's, right. now it's just like cool history it's like oh cool apparently the um the Kenner uh, Butch and Sundance and all that stuff those are pretty sought after toys Star Wars did the same thing though so there was a Star Wars a, a stand. I think okay. I remember having this as a kid and you could stand like 12 figures on it. Now the, um, the star Wars one, the base was gray and it had a cardboard background of an X-wing fighter. And it, this is all it was, was a stand. And I remember having this and, and, you know, standing my figures on it and putting it on the dresser. The cool thing was, or I don't know if it's cool or not. This was actually a toy line called Glamour Girls. And they, re- they took the Glamour Girls and retooled it for the Star Wars. So um, the difference was the base was a different color. Glamour Girls had a black base. And the background was the skyline. So I didn't know that until recently. I was like, oh, man, it's a girl's toy. <laughs> but um, that was pretty interesting. I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. But the, like, the creme de la creme of Kenner using their existing products for something else is the Ewok Village. And I'll, I'm going to just ask if you know what I'm talking about before I go into it. No, go into it. Oh, so you know, you, didn't don't... Know, you don't know this part? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Ewok village, you spot like a mile away, right? You've seen pictures of it. Right. 1991, when the Rocketeer came out, they that movie competed with Terminator 2 and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kenner had the toy line for Robin Hood, and they used the Ewok village for Sherwood Forest. So, which makes sense. I mean... I, I got to give them credit. It's, mm-hmm. but what they did was they took the Ewok village and they put like these big leaves over the top to make it trees. Okay. And um, they made some changes to it to kind of, you know, make it more of. Yeah, make thing. it more Sherwood. So they did, you know, the the trees with the leaves. They got rid of the Ewok drums. The huts were still built into the trees, but. On the Ewok village, they were like yellow, kind of like a, a thatchy kind of material. These were, were painted to be blend into the color of the forest. The chair for C-3PO that the Ewoks carried him in wasn't there. And they got rid of the um, the fire pit and the little spit for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. The wooden stick elevator was still there. It had held one figure. The boulder on a rope that, that was on the original was still there. And the net trap 
that captured just like you put your figure in it and pull the net up and it would catch the guys that was um that was still on it but um not to get too off topic kenner did this as well with the figures so if you ever look at like a um, robin hood toy from this toy line most of the figures are like sid from toy story where they took pieces from different things and, and, and like kit bashed them. So uh, Robin Hood is actually the body of Green Arrow from Superpowers. Completely repainted. Even has a G. You know, the emblem for the G. for, mm-hmm. And they, they just swapped the head. There was two, two Robin Hoods, but that was like the main one. Another favorite is just two more like Little John. So Little John, of course, is or John Little, depending on how you remember him from the movie. He All these figures had like a um, cloth material on them. So if you took his cloth off, he was Hawkman's torso. And they kept it. So if you remember the Hawkman superpowers, he had the emblem and then like the straps. The straps on the original were yellow and they painted these black on John Little. And then the logo of the Hawk was painted out. But the legs don't actually match the torso of the body. So there's kind of like this weird space in between. There's rumors that they used the Batman superpowers legs for, for that one. My favorite, and this is the last one, my favorite one though is Friar Tuck. So there's no fat superpowers toys because Friar, Friar Tuck was a, he's a chunky little guy. When he took his robe off, it was a Gamorrean guard. Yeah. So the funny, th- now he wasn't green. He was, he was painted flesh color. Right. But he's got, this just the funniest thing when you, when you, if you look this up, He's got the little sandals on like the Gamorrean guard had. This is from the Return of the Jedi line. He had, um, there were a few sight changers. Chest plate, I think, was was altered a little. They obviously took the pig head off and gave him a human head. But And they and instead, they they put onto this one a knife for him. But he, he really looks like the Gamorrean. Like when you take that thing off, you're like, damn, that's a Gamorrean guard. It's just, mm. you can't even like say it's not. It's just really cool. Anybody who has one out there, I recommend looking or uh, just checking that on Google because uh, there's they did a lot more of the figures were like that. It's really neat, actually. <laughs> yeah, most toy lines were always doing like weird wobbable parts like that. Yeah, I remember. Do um, you ever see the movie Demolition Man? No. With uh, Sylvester Stallone? No. Okay. So Mattel came out with the uh, figures for this movie line. Now the same gold battle armor on new adventures of he-man is the exact same armor from the sylvester stallone figure from the demolition man so this is when he-man was what's like he wasn't as muscular right right this was the new adventures line where he went out into space okay then but he was still called he-man right wasn't there a guy like he's row or something like that like his son's name or yes in the classics line there's hero one and hero two hero two is he-man's son okay okay yeah it's kind and of then, interesting. and then hero one uh originally in the vintage line was the most powerful wizard in the universe but coming into the classics line they changed that so hero one was a separate character yes and hero two is his son correct it's a terrible name for a son. Was it H-E like dash R-O or was it? Well, actually, I'm not a big fan of his alter ego name. It's Dare. Oh, my Lord. D-A-R-E. But yeah. Lou Scheimer, Lou Scheimer came up with it, so it's good in my book. All right. All right. So, yeah, it's interesting 
to look back on it now as like a toy collector and see how the companies did these things. You know, as a, I don't think as a kid we ever would have noticed. Um, but now to go back and look at things and be like, hey, that's this toy. It's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to learn those things. So, yeah, so those are the play sets that I, uh, I remember. As a reminder, why don't you join the conversation and email us at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Tell us all the stuff you like. What stuff would you like to see? Any play sets you remember? Probably didn't mention some of them, so please, you know, Give us a shout out. Let us know your favorite playset. You know, your least favorite playsets. I know there's got to be more than one. So what do, you, what do we got for news, Tom? A lot of good news this week. NECA Toys, for their San Diego Comic-Con release, has the Coming Out of Their Shells tour Ninja Turtles. You remember the Coming Out of Their Shells tour? I do. I remember going to Pizza Hut to get the the cassette. Oh, you actually had the cassette. Nice. Yeah. I, I didn't go to the tour. And I'm going to tell you right now, to this day, my favorite song is... um. Count on us. What you know what goes with the turtles? You can count on us. Mm-hmm. I still listen to it on YouTube. That song is great. Yeah, these figures from NECA are amazing. Is this the first time these are being made? Yes. I'm surprised it took so long. You know, because like there's been so many turtle var fig not variants, but figures throughout the years. Right. Like you know they did monsters and Star Trek and this and that. So I'm pr- surprised. Like when the Turtle Tour came out, these weren't made. But these are. These, their vests look like denim, and I'm wondering if that's real denim material or not. But they are nice looking. They are nice looking. Uh, I they do have leg warmers on, which is weird. Yeah. They kind of remind me of Kiss. Yeah, I keep thinking that. I think it's because of Leo and, is it Mikey or Raph? Who's with Mikey. the back? Okay, yeah. yeah. They got the thing by their eye? Yeah, yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, and the guitar, too, for um for Raph. And then uh, Donatello's but he's got the little keyboard guitar thing. Is that a Yeah, keytar. Keytar, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the so box is, is awesome too. It looks like a like a music like tour box. And oh, then it cool. opens yeah, then it opens up and the figures are displayed. So when do these come out? And then the background opens up as a stage. These oh. will be available uh July twenty third. So that's like uh, eleven days. Yep. And it will come with a tour t-shirt, guitar oh, picks. That's cool. Yeah. And then it's going to retail for $24.99. And then the actual uh, musical muted in tour set will be $124.99. Does that include anything extra? Um, I'm Probably the box. Did I know what? The and, only thing. And probably all the other stuff. The only thing wrong with this is that you're not getting the music. You know, like the, that's probably, true. Well, I mean, you can download it now. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's still cool. It is. It's very cool. Yeah, I remember. Like I say, I go into Pizza Hut, getting it as a freshman, and my brother, and my it's me, my dad, my brother, and sister, and my brother, um, just like busting on me, and I was like. <laughs> It's like, screw you, dude. I got my turtles. You know, it's just right. like, because they had this thing, um, I don't know about, uh, I don't know if it's a placemat or something. I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but it was like, you know, they always said dude and this and that. And it was like, make sure you say dude, but too many dudes is rude. So don't be rude. I was like, just shut up. You, know, <laughs> you got to ruin everything. <laughs> Older brothers. That's what they're there for. Mm. 
So both these sets will be available at Target.com on July 23rd. And then for any overseas customers, you can go directly at the NECA store. Got a little iGeek Disney news. Um, A few Disney fans out there and Lego fans. Lego Mickey and Minnie Mouse buildable figures. Um, Pre-order now, as in right now. And they will be in the Lego stores August 1st. Interchangeable expressions and comes with a guitar, a photo album, and a camera. There is 1,739 pieces, $199.99. So anybody who likes Legos and and Disney, this might be be their gift. You a big X-Men fan, Ian? I like the concept. I I never read the comics. Too many characters. Sounds stupid, but... Well, in that case, for all you X-Men fans, Haslabs is proud to announce its new figure, the Sentinel, from the X-Men, which will retail at $349.99. You get a 26.3-inch figure, Master Mold alternate Sentinel head, LED lights in the head and chest, 18-inch Sentinel tentacle accessory, a 6-inch Bastion figure, and a digital copy of X-Men 14. So this thing is two feet two inches so like five more feet to make that the size of the uss flag you imagine if thing was that big i'm waiting for Haslabs to come out with the uss flag you think they will i i wouldn't be surprised i mean their first one was java sail barge the second one was unicron from transformers the movie okay and now has and then now the sentinel i guess you know what maybe so, USS flag is, is, I'm sure, is on their list somewhere. Man, if they make it like nine feet, that'd be cool. Where would you put it? I don't know. It's like this, that'd be like the length of a couch. Over 7,000 backers within the first 30 hours. So it's already met its minimum. So they're just going to start unlocking more more features. Explain that for a moment for me and people who might not know about the backers, what you just said. Like you, it's, it's only, basically a Kickstarter. Okay, so it's only going to get made if it gets so many requests. Exactly, but okay. they've already met their limit. Okay, so now they're making. It, yeah, it's in production. This is this is a go. Right. Cool. Now it it only gets better from here because now they have the extra head, and apparently there's going to be more stuff coming along for more money or more backers. So people can still get one right now. They can still. Purchase one up until August 24th on HasbroPulse.com. Cool. For you Harry Potter fans out there, or you muggles, depending which one you are, Loot Crate has a Wizarding World uh, box of goodies. This is the Room of Requirement. It comes with a Dumbledore's Army neck warmer. I don't know if that's like a scarf or a mask or whatever, but that's what it is. It comes with a spinner keychain, a Travel Wizard chest set, and more. This is priced at $39.99, and you can place the order by September 3rd at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I've never gotten a Loot Crate purse myself, but um, it sounds pretty cool. Lots of goodies, so if you're into Harry Potter, that's definitely the way to go. Yeah, Loot Crate, now that NECA took over, oh, did it, it? It, yeah, is uh, a better service. Oh, okay. I got the first Ninja Turtle Loot Crate that NECA was putting out with the hologram splinter from the oh, 90 okay. movie. Yeah. yeah. The other stuff I wasn't too crazy about, you know, the t-shirt and yeah. came with a bunch of pins, but yeah. 
getting Splinter, you know, was worth it. Cool. So, so Ian, do you remember Transformers, the animated movie? I remember it. I did not see it. At all? At all. Never saw it. Okay. Well, <laughs> for those of you that have been <laughs> Um, no, it was a great film. Well, in my personal opinion, it's the best Transformer film ever. So the hell with you, Michael Bay. <laughs> Transformers studio series has leaked characters from the 86 movie, which will be available next year. So right now you can expect to see cup blur snarl and Daniel spikes younger son. Okay. Uh, Mesco fans and Beetlejuice fans say it once, say it twice, third time's a charm. Mesco's mega scale figures with sound talking Beetlejuice. Um, years ago, Kenner put out a talking Beetlejuice, but this is one is from Mesco, which is pretty damn cool. You pre order this between now and October, and the toy will be out somewhere between October, December 2020. It has seven phrases. I believe it is Michael Keaton when I was checking out the, to the ad. It's 15 inches tall and has 11 points of articulation. So it's kind of cool. It's got white suit with the black stripes, the black boots, Beetlejuice face. So it's a pretty cool looking toy coming out. Okay. The G.I. Joe classified figures. They've been appearing at Walmart and Target stores. Cheaper price, same figure, but with less accessories. I don't know what that's about. Classified? Yeah. Yeah, the new uh, six-inch figures that have recently been coming out. Oh, so you don't know because it's classified? So is this like the name of the new toy line? Yeah, G.I. Joe Classified. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, it's basically Star Wars Black. Six-inch oh, okay, G.I. Okay. Joe, more articulation, got it, got more it. detail. But lately, I don't know if it's a Walmart thing or a Target thing, but there's also... Pixel Dan actually discovered this, so I'm giving credit where credit's due. There's two mini comics. One that comes with He-Man Origins. The second one comes with Skeletor Origins. Okay. Now, basically, it's the same comic, just uh, bad grammar. Really? Yeah. And then if you were to look at both covers, slightly different looking at, at He-Man's face on the cover. So... That must be a new trend. I don't know if they're trying to create, you know, a variant boost mm. or anything like that. So those are actually out. I believe they're $9.99 at Walmart. Good. And then, yeah, um, the only one I've seen so far is Snake Eyes. And it's just basically the same figure just without a sword, which is kind of ridiculous for a ninja. No, no wolf? No, no wolf. Uh, more Disney news uh, for anybody who likes Descendants. Um, Disney Descendants was that made for TV, made, made for Disney Channel trilogy. I know there's a lot of uh, dog collectors out there. Some of them might even be listening to us. Um, the wedding two pack of Mal and Ben has been released. Uh, Mal is the daughter of Melissa Fint and Hades. Ben is the daughter of, uh, I'm sorry, the son of Bell and Beast. That's been released. The Mal reception doll has been released, and the Eevee reception doll has been released. So you can find these um, online, Amazon. Um, I think they're Hasbro toys. So for you doll collectors out there, Disney fans, Descendants fans, here's uh, three more dolls for you. Uh, for San Diego Comic-Con, um, factory convention exclusive, the Bruce the Shark, Jaws. He's a 
plush. Um, it's 12 inches, comes with three barrels. It's limited to a thousand pieces. Um, looks pretty cool. So you Jaws fans out there. Um, NECA, their 2020 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive is Gremlins. This actually coincides, it's kind of funny because it coincides with the year the Olympics came out, which is the same year of the movie, which I believe was 85. It's a seven inch figure. It's called the Ultimate Summer Game Gremlin. And it's striped as a swimmer. I don't know if you've seen this, but he's, he's wearing a Speedo, which is actually real fabric. He's got a mask and a snorkel and flippers in the Olympic torch. Going to be released in Walmart on 723 for 2996 But like we've been discussing, there's been some released already in stores. The NECA store will have this to order on their website on 723 It's at 3499 It's a really cool looking toy. Whether you're a Gremlins collector or not, it's just, I don't know, seeing a Gremlin in a Speedo is funny. I saw this this week. And I might be too late in announcing it. There's this guy um, on his Facebook. His name is at Airmax. And Facebook is at Airmax.animated. He created a, this is really cool. It's a custom beast walk. What this is, is it, it sounds strange at first, right? So it's a vintage Ewok figure, which I believe is Chief Chirpa. If I'm looking at it, they painted it to look like Beast Man from He-Man. And... The Beast Walk, according to this, comes from the planet Endoturnia. It comes on a card that says um, Masters of the Star Wars. They're limited to 21 pieces, and they go for $85 each, shipped anywhere in the continental United States. So if um, any of you He-Man collectors listening um, want to check that out, that's something. It's, it's actually really cool. Um, when I saw that, I was like, this is the it's almost as cool as striped in a bathing suit. Uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know how much are left since I, this was during the week when I first saw this. But, um, yeah. Check it out, folks, if you can. So, Entertainment Weekly's Fandom Week will include exclusive panels with Scott Pilgrim versus the World Reunion and Smallville Heroes Reunited. The Scott Pilgrim versus the World Reunion brings back nearly the entire all-star cast, including Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Chris Evans, Audrey Plaza, Ellen Wong, and Kiernan Cullen, Mark Weber, Johnny Simmons, Allison Pill, Mae Whitman, Brandon Routh, Jason Schwartzman. So the cast will be celebrating the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the World by reading the actual screenplay, and will be joined by director Edgar Wright. The creator himself, Brian Lee O'Malley, will also be at the event. And then the Smallville panel, I'll be honest with you, this, this kind of disappointed me. I mean, Tom Welling, Justin Hartley will be there. I think they missed the boat on this. I would have loved to have seen a straight-up reunion, but basically Wait. it's the guys that all came together that did the Smallville version of the Justice League. Oh, so this isn't like a whole cast reunion kind of thing. No, it's going to be Tom Welling, Justin Hartley, Kyle Gallner, Ellen Richson, Britt Irvin, Phil Morris, Elena Huffman, and they all played characters that were close to the characters on Justice League. Was Basically, it? It, it, the whole thing is going to be them talking about, you know, what it'd be like to be Justice League on TV. I think they should have just done a straight-up reunion. Yeah. You know? Netflix canceled Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and the CW has canceled Katie Keene, which is a devastating blow to the Archieverse, or at least the updated Archieverse. What was Netflix's announcement just ran its course? They probably, yeah. Netflix has a weird thing. From what I've heard, any show that 
passes like season four or five, you're mm-hmm. supposed to get a bonus. So I guess Netflix and all their debt wants to keep that bonus low. So mm-hmm. they just start canceling shows. Sabrina was actually a good show. I remember seeing some of the first season. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little too dark for me. Um, yeah, I think that was the appeal of it. Like people didn't expect yeah. that coming out of um, Archie. Yeah, I remember uh, Miranda Otto was in it. And I just remember her from being Lord of the Rings. And it was like, a, obviously it was a completely different character. But I was just like, wow, I can't believe that's, you know, anyone from Lord of the Rings. Um, as long as I get Stranger Things eventually back on on, on Netflix, I'll be happy. Mm. So I really, I got to, I missed that show. Umbrella Academy is at the end of the, July 31st. You know what the problem is really is since there's still a shutdown, some things are filming and some things aren't. So it's just like, you know, take what you can get, but maybe cancellations are happening too because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was unclear the exact reason, but it's typical Netflix. So did it end on like a cliffhanger or did it have like a, an actual ending? Don't know yet. As in the final season or final episodes haven't aired. Okay, okay. All right. For all you Batwoman fans, there's a huge status quo change with the announcement of, I hope I'm not butchering her name, Javicia Leslie has been cast as a series new star going into season two. Leslie, a bisexual actress, will be taking over the series from Ruby Rhodes, who departed the show after the first season. Leslie's roles include God Friended Me and The Family Business. So it's an interesting take. From what I'm told, she's supposed to be a completely different character. She will not be Katie Kane. Okay. However, uh, rumors have circulated that season two will be about where is Katie Kane. So leaving the window open for Ruby Rose to come back if need be? Absolutely. I think that's a good way to go instead of killing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little detective work. Yeah, exactly. And then another Batman show is in the works. Another Batman prequel. This time on HBO Max. It will focus once again on the Gotham City Police Department as Gotham City begins to fall under criminal control. No cast has been announced. They're thinking that some people from the new Batman movie that's coming out will reprise their roles in this show. But nothing's confirmed, like I said. So this is kind of like a prequel. It's another Gotham. prequel. Yep. To Gotham City going to the tubes. I don't think we need it, to be honest. But, I mean, you know, I guess a show is a show. You know, works work for actors and yeah. writers, and especially now. But I know they have Teen Titans out on the DC Universe. I didn't like to see a Robin show or a Nightwing show. Nightwing, yeah. Power Rangers fans. Now, this is exciting for if you're a Power Rangers fan. So according to Illuminerd, the upcoming Power Rangers reboot from Hasbro and Paramount Pictures will not only feature time travel, but will also be part of the TV universe. Female-led Power Rangers team will be sent by Zordon to a different continuity, which will interact with the TV universe. So they have in the old TV cast back, or are they... Well, it's a reboot, so I'm sure it's... Oh, okay. And then time travel's involved, so I'm thinking it's going to be younger kids for the crowds Mm. and, you know, something for the old folks. Mm. Old now. (laughs) You'll see the old, the original Power Rangers team. The villain, the main villain will be Lord Zed, so... Is Alpha going to be in it? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) I mean, of course. Yeah. Hasbro's still trying to get that universe going. 
I wouldn't be surprised if down the line they try and do like an Avengers thing with Micronauts, Mask. I mean, they've been trying to do that for years now. But yeah, I'm happy to see this. You know, you're a Power Rangers. Rangers. You're a Power Rangers fan? Initially, no. Um, it actually grew on me. Okay. I started getting into it. Yeah, but I remember. Uh, for, yeah, that's that's exciting. There was a version they had in the uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. You could see. I don't know what version of the Power Rangers, but I remember they would come out for like a meet and greet. It's fairly recently. I can't remember what year, to be honest with you. I, I do remember it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, so just a little uh, thing I I heard from a friend. Um, our toys get us through some of the roughest moments of our life. Um, probably a, a child going through their parents' divorce, maybe, maybe even somebody coming out um, when you're picked on. Uh, toys get us through more stuff than I think we ever realize. And sometimes um, we don't realize it until later on. And it, I think Toy Story, the movie, really helped portray that. I was speaking to a friend the other day, my buddy in Florida. We're just going to call him. Well, his name is Jacques. He knows who he is. Uh, he told me something pretty interesting. We were, we were discussing things, and he was talking about um, – how he used to collect He-Man. He had a ton of stuff. He had a friend who had a younger brother. And the younger brother used to get all the older brother's hand-me-downs. And, you know, that's kind of common when, you know, parents have, you know, you get the, a lot of kids, especially the same, the same, uh, the same sex, they get, you know, their brother's hand-me-downs, whatnot. Kid never really had his own personal toys. So at one point, I guess my friend was... Out, not outgrowing because he's a collector to this day, but he was kind of done with He-Man. He had Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, Eternia, and he made sure and he uh, that, he, that his, the kid's mother would allow this. And he gave his friend's little brother his entire He-Man collection. And this kid's face lit up like you wouldn't believe. So I, I think it's one of the nicest things ever. And whether or not the kid still has him, I kind of like to think he's a uh, collecting He-Man to this day, you know. But it was a nice gesture, um, and that's the power of toys that they, um, you know, they just they can bring out the best in you, like him being generous, and they can get you through those those rough times in your life, even as a collector. So uh, be good to your toys. I know everyone's jumping on the Walmart bash wagon, but I'm gonna throw my two cents in. So last week, there was a special item, a Transformers DeLorean. If you're a Transformers fan and Back to the Futures fan, this thing was perfect for you. So apparently, it went on sale, sold out in minutes. At least a third of them wound up on eBay. Now, no one knew when they were going to start the auction or open it up. Excuse me, the pre-order. And this is, we're seeing a lot of this in the toy collecting community. We're always, I, I understand we're a small group. You know, I keep hearing that. Oh, you know, we're, we're very vocal, but we're very tiny. All these vendors using bots and, and things of that nature, putting everything out on eBay, ridiculous prices. It, it's killing the industry, I feel. It, it's, it's hurting. Most of us aren't millionaires. You know, we're not going to, I mean, I, I, I'll admit, I'm, accused of overpaying for toys myself 
you know, but here, here's what it needs to boil down to. If you're going to come out with something special, make it for everybody. Don't just have like a, a special thing for, you know, cause it's frustrating. And then, and then at the end of the day, why even bother? You know? Yeah. Um, now the nice thing about this DeLorean, the transformer DeLorean is there'll be another set coming out in October. Hopefully that'll be widespread. But if you're a completionist, this must be driving you crazy. I mean, you can go on eBay right now, and I'm, I think the highest one was $1,985. Wow. Yeah, because that was the year Back to the Future came 1985. out. 1985, yeah. Walmart yes. needs to reevaluate their you know laws and, and rules governing. The thing that they're also missing out on is the reason for the exclusives is to get us in stores to buy other things. Right. Okay? You keep putting stuff online, not really getting us into the stores. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. so they need to they need to revamp their model, especially if they want you know if they want to continue because eventually, I mean, I mean it, it's going to be a double sided sword or two sided sword. Eventually, we're going to stop buying. Yeah, which means they're going to stop making things, and that just hurts the industry once again. There's Big Bad Toy Store, um, Entertainment Earth, Entertainment Earth, um, the new one, Mega Megapolis, Super Seven. Um, well, stopped? well, yeah, no, Super Seven, Super Seven knows what they're doing at yeah. this point. Um, I'm talking about you know other retail toy retailers. Okay, you know we're we're living in a non Toys R Us world. They need to to step it up. And yeah. and now that you said uh, Super Seven, Hasbro Pulse also needs to step up their game because they've been slacking as well. Um, there's a few figures I've have orders out. They promised me one day of shipping and they didn't deliver on it. Hmm. So they need to they need to up their game as well because once again you can go on eBay and find anything. Yeah, you're gonna pay a premium price though for it, which is BS in my point. You know, I'm just I'm I'm tired of these scalpers making money on you know on our love for toys. You know, I'd so, say most um, a, a lot of collectors. You know, they have a mortgage, they have bills, they put aside a little money to collect. Oh sure, I mean compete with that. You know. Here's here's Toy Bro also does this, but here's here's what I say. Like Snake Mountain mm. from Super Seven, six hundred dollars. I said Snake Mountain is a car payment. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you have it, God bless. But I'm also looking out for the guy that you know, the hard worker that also deserves toys. Sure, but, you know, just doesn't you know doesn't or can't you know spend that much money. Sure, and I think majority probably of us and a lot of, of our listeners probably are in that can, um, which is not an insult. It's, you know, we're everybody's working for a living and we're yeah, it's realistic. Right yeah. Um, I, my wife would kill me. If honestly, if I spent that kind of money, I, I would kill myself if I spent that kind of money. I just, I cannot like um, justify that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it, like you said, it's going to, and if you want to know the truth, it also it also ruins the experience. 
Yeah, because you're going to so, get frustrated and it's a good point. Well, one of my goals and my collecting goals or my holy grail, maybe someday I'll, when I retire, I'll be able to afford one, maybe, is the first appearance of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has been my holy grail, my unachievable piece to, to my comic collection. And I even, I tell everybody, once I get that book, that will probably be the last comic I'll ever buy. Now, right now, it's a substantial price. Obviously, it deserves to be. It's rare. But when I hang it on my wall or display it along with my collection, will I actually see the history that it truly is? Or am I going to see the 20 grand I, I just spent on a book? I, you know, so I'm... Which one do you think? That's, that's well, that's what I want to avoid, you know. You want to see the history. I want to see exactly. I want to see the book for what it is, not the not not the money I just spent on it. You know, same thing with these scalpers. You know, now I'm not. I enjoy Transformers. I like them. I, I'm mostly a masterpiece collector, but if I love Back to the Future, if I love Transformers, and you know, I get to have a Transformer DeLorean. I want to. I want it to be available for me. You know, I don't want to be able to, to, you know, help some eBay guy, you know, who could care less, just make a, a ridiculous profit off off my love of Transformers. So I think that's something that the industry needs to deal with, because it is going to get worse, and it's going to get worse for both ends. I think. And this is. Off of the website, it happened. It did. Yep. Okay. Off the Walmart website. Yep. Yeah. And then, I mean, I understand that's a, again, it'll be released again in October. But if you're a completionist or or if you really want that numbered one, you know that, you know, it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. You know, and it hurts the industry. It hurts the industry as a whole. I think probably industry's hurting right now too because of this whole COVID thing. You know, uh, um, a lot of things are pushed back, or you know, might have been canceled toy lines or products, and who knows what's going on with toys being made. I do know that um, looking Toy Fair twenty twenty one is scheduled for next February, but you know, will it happen? I don't know. It's, we're still too far off to tell. I, I hope it happens. And, you know, I hope you get to go. If I have to wear a mask, I'm happy. I'll happily do that. Uh, but, you know, who really knows? And something like this, where you just want to get something, a little pick me up, you know, make yourself feel happy, which everybody deserves. And, you know, you, you work and you pay your bills. And it's just like, you want to treat yourself to something. You know, that's, that sucks when it happens. Sure. It's a topic for another day, I guess. That is. That is. So I'd like to give a big thank you to Brian Salvatore for our music, our intro and outro. Shared Universe Podcast Studios for all their assistance. Join the conversation at toyspodcasts at gmail.com. We are now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbeam. Follow us on social media. Twitter is at Toyline. Instagram at Toyline. And Facebook, Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine. And just for everybody out there, um, it is the summer. Try to get some sun. But for any of you pet owners, 
don't take your dog out and leave him in the car, please. It's not cool. That is animal cruelty. It is way too friggin' hot for that poor animal. Mm-hmm. Um, or your children, believe me. Or your not. children. I mean, shoot, it's sad that we even have to say it. But, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please wear a mask. It's crazy yeah. out there. Um, and be patient. Uh, New Jersey, people were fighting at the DMV the other day um, because of this because of um long lines we we just got to be patient be like bill and ted just be excellent to each other um and be be safe you gotta be yep. safe but we will be back with another uh broadcast excellent excellency i don't know can we use that term not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there yeah yeah. Um, if you are bored and want something to read, always remember we have toy reviews articles at www.toy-lines.com. Yes. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, and folks. Take care. Tommy, be good. Play with your toys.